Okay. Welcome to the Endurance Sports Running Podcast Pilot. My name is Anthony Clark. I will be your host of the pilot. And tonight I'm joined with hopefully our regular co-host, Stephen Cook. Evening all. How you doing, Steve? You all right? Not too bad, you? Yeah, yeah. Good, all good. Ooh. Bit too hot, but there we go. <laughs> yeah, it's, the weather's changing. That's what it certainly is. So, um, firstly, people may or may not know who we are, so quick introductions. Um, I'm a nutrition advisor, uh, founder of X-Miles Endurance Sports Store, uh, and also a runner who's represented England and GB 100K, with 100K PB of 6 hours 43 minutes, and a marathon PB uh, from a couple of weeks ago of 2.29. Uh, Stephen is a 2.51 marathon runner, has a new PB, again, from a couple of weeks ago. Um, and also a blogger, uh, writes the local um, Dorset News off-the-cuff uh, blog called The Running Nose. Um, uh, and if you've not checked it out, you need to go and have a look at it. It's very amusing and uh, keeps everyone up to date what we're, we're local runners are doing down in Dorset. So, um, concept of the new running podcast project is that we wanted to bring a hopefully a fortnightly podcast where we talk distance running news training nutrition review any gear that we may or just basically chat and have a bit of a chin wag and catch up <laughs> um so uh so the format is going to be very simple um we're going to kind of have a catch up with each other and then we will from there um, hopefully bring in some uh, guests, interviews with, uh, with some brands and some other people that may be interesting for everyone to listen to. So we'll kick off with uh, welcome to episode zero, the pilot of uh, the Endurance Sports Running podcast. Uh, in association with X-Miles and supported by Squirrel Nut Butter and Humagel UK, for this episode. Wow. Right. Yeah. Right. So um, I think the idea that we're going to talk to talk start to talk about really is a little bit about training, what we've been up to recently, um, any news that we can sort of think of that's been going on along locally that people might be interested in. Um, I suppose we might as well start off with what happened a couple of weeks ago. Um, we both did a little uh, race in Manchester, along with half of Dorset. Yeah, um, we, we certainly had a good uh, contingent show up in Manchester for, for the Manchester Marathon. Yeah, I think there was probably, oh, I don't know, there must have been about 25, I guess, in the end, including the sort of our group of guys that went up and then everybody else that seemed to get out there at the same time, which looking at the weather out there this week and how hot it's been, it looks like it was probably a good decision. Yeah, I think that the call from last year of um, seeing the really good conditions in Manchester and then seeing a couple of good times from, from local guys that uh, early April seems to be a little bit more preferable than late, late April in the UK at the moment for having a bit of a pop at a marathon PB. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure if this is a trend London are going down where they're going to be consistently later each year. I'm guessing this one's super late this year because Easter's kind of this weekend. So they couldn't have it this weekend. So they went later rather than earlier. But yeah, yeah, if they're going to if they're going to keep going late April or even creep into early May, then yeah, it's, <laughs> this is going to be a consistent thing, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and I'd say last year. I think hopefully this year, 
people have got a little bit more warning with it um, a week earlier of sun rather than a couple of days. But I know that running at the weekend was a little bit more uh, taxing than there had been in previous weeks. So it could be quite interesting. But I think it's yeah. going to cool. I think it's going to cool down a bit. Looking at the long range that you can't really trust with the forecast. On a positive note, I don't really care because got a time in the bank from Manchester. <laughs> well, yeah, there you go. Then. So we can kind of go, go uh, touch on that a little bit. Um, so <laughs> I guess so, so since Manchester, um, obviously we've probably got a slightly different agendas of what we're doing at the moment and things like that. Yeah. So, um, so we're both going to go to London next week and. Uh, I guess because of Manchester, we both ran TVs, which was obviously the big tick in the box for, for that going forward. So what, what's your plan for, for uh, this week in London? Um, well, well, what's your plan for London, really? So? Plan for London? I mean, if it's as warm as this, then it's jogging around and however long it takes and then don't really worry about it too much. If the weather does sort of back off a little bit and it gets it down to something about sensible, then, you know, there's not a lot of point running too slowly, but I may be trying sneaking somewhere in and around three hours just because, yeah, I've only gone under three hours twice and it'd be quite nice to do it again. Yeah. But, but then if it doesn't happen, then it doesn't really matter. Then, you know, I don't really want to have a disaster out there and go crazy and blow up and have a nasty experience but no there's a a couple of other guys also that are talking about kind of i guess backing off a little bit and running three hours so if you you get a local group together you might it might be quite an enjoyable day out anyway yeah i think i think jack's going to try and run about three hours which you know he's got a slight excuse of having run the whole of the south downs way last week so his legs are probably a little bit sore (laughs) but um, yeah, like I said, there'll be a few guys and there's a few couple of guys coming back from injury that might want to go that quick if they can sort of drag it out of themselves. So, uh, whichever, it'll, it'll be a busy old day wherever wherever we are. Yeah, yeah. Um, are you, you PBing? Is that the plan? Or are you sort of tinned that little well little idea and now just concentrating on the miles? It's all... It's, uh... It's all kind of up in the air a, a little bit in the fact of, I, you know, I wasn't expecting to be quite in good, quite as good shape as I was for Manchester after having a bit of a niggle with the hamstring earlier in the training plan. So the training has been a bit lighter, but obviously worked a lot on the diet and all, on, on the core strength and things to try and stop getting uh, these little niggly injuries of my groin and my back and my hamstring. So, um, uh, and then obviously run pretty decent time at Fleet in a half marathon, which made me then want to have a go at Manchester. To sneak under 2.30 was obviously a big tick in the box because that's what I wanted to do this year. Um, knowing that my really my big A race is Comrades, so um, it, w- it was always going to be somewhat of a build-up race, even though I was going to have a bit of a push at it. Um, but yeah, I'm so currently thinking if the weather isn't too hot that I will go out again slightly quicker than I did at Manchester and see if I can then push on a little bit more as it's uh, still in my training plan um, of of doing a bit more longer runs. I, I've not really tapered from Manchester. I had a bit of an easy week, but I'd still did 30 miles over the Purbex 
the weekend before. Yeah, and, I'm, and... I'm not entirely sure. It, looked, it didn't really look that easy from where I was sitting when he <laughs> went out and did the set, did sort of half a session on the Wednesday straight after Manchester, and then yeah, 30 over the Perpex, and then yeah, he did 20 again yesterday, didn't you? I think. Well, we did, yeah. So we did. So uh, we did 30, 30 the weekend before Perpex. We did 30. Um, we did 30 the weekend after the Perbex, sorry, after Manchester. And then yeah. this weekend we did 20, including little court marathon up at uh, Boscombe and 20 on Sunday. So we did 40 this weekend on back-to-back 20-mile long run. So, yeah, I, the actual weekend has been high mileage. I did 130 miles last week, so it's still... Okay. Uh, I, I'm planning to do the same 70-mile week that I did for including London, the same 70-mile week as I did for Manchester. So I'm kind of giving myself the, the week to um, try and get the legs back to um, being sensible. And that kind of happened on Saturday last week, a lot before Manchester, so it may, it may take that long yeah. again. So, uh, yeah, so I, I think run, run, it, run it pretty hard till halfway. If it's not on, like you say, it, it's not going to hurt anything to ease off and then kind of, Feel like jogging it in for the second half, and then and and use it as a proper training run, um, knowing that I've got a uh, another easy week afterwards, and then I'm off to France and the Alps for three weeks to do some big training before Comrade. So it's it's not it's, it's tough, tough at the top, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, I'm still going to be working and doing trying to get everything in. I've got a pass from the family, which I don't quite know how I managed to. Uh, <laughs> To blag, but so that's so yeah. That's my plan. I, I probably will have a bit of a bit of a go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the trouble is you got to commit early, haven't you? It's, that's yeah. That's why I'm just not going to bother. It's a bit like mm, I don't really want to go out at PB pace and then have a horrible day when really, if it all goes to plan, then the best I was going to do was equal what I'd already done, <laughs> which yeah. Cool. Right. Eight, so eight, eight minutes in one year is enough. <laughs> yeah. No. Exactly. Yeah. I say we tick the boxes, so that's 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 one good thing done. Right. So mm. I think we will start. So we've got a show topic today. So the show topic is going to be marathon taper and diet. So just to kind of have a general discussion. So this brings us nicely to our pilot show main topic, which is marathon taper and diet. Um, so what I wanted to do is obviously try and just have a conversation about how maybe we do things similar or differently um and uh, you know and I've, I've got a few questions that people have asked um via facebook and things like that on what we're actually doing and hopefully if we do show topics in future people will have more questions to ask us up front so we can kind of try and at least give our view on it. It doesn't mean we've got the right answer, but at least means we've got um, some experience probably of different approaches, attempting different times and bits like that. Yeah, I I wouldn't be a million miles away if it was probably you just do a more extreme version of what most of us probably do. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Push that a little bit further and that little bit faster and, yeah, take it that much more, you know, sort of professionally. So, so I guess, um, what what is your routine for the, for what do you do one, one week, two weeks for taper or, um, or two, longer? So I'll do I'll do the the, the, the long runs the week before the two weeks before I'll do thir- I did like thirteen yesterday, 
And if it was a normal marathon and not one where I'm doing one two weeks later, then I'd have done 17 the week before and then come off my long run the week before that. So I'd have been at full mileage, which in my case is about 75, 80 miles. Done the sort of 20, 22 mile long run, then had a sort of two week where it would have been, yeah, a, maybe a 55 mile week with a 17 mile long run and then a maybe another 50 mile week with a 13 mile long run. Yeah, so basically, it your, your last your last long run is probably about half marathon. Yeah, so yeah, yesterday was up sort of half marathon at, at at kind of a minute over marathon pace. Yeah, yeah. So so basically, a, a steady run rather than any sort of effort. It's just about yeah, yeah, like, yeah, sort of twenty, yeah, twenty five thirty beats a minute below marathon effort. So do do you um. Do you then reduce the amount of days you run or do you just re- reduce the distance? No, I, I pretty much run every day. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I'll run every day this week. Uh, I certainly ran every day last week. Um, the only difference I had this time is because we were coming off of Manchester. I took the, I took the Monday off after Manchester because my legs were just a bit sore and then started again on the Tuesday and just kept it easy. I actually did take last Sunday off because I was down at Brighton watching the marathon down there. And although we walked around a lot, I was like, where was I wasn't going to go out and do 15, 16 miles for the sake of it. So, yeah. The legs and were still that, a bit tired anyway. So. And obviously it's not, it's not a true taper for London and, and Bill right. because, because obviously we just did Manchester. So I guess. Yeah. But the, the, the two weeks before Manchester, I ran every day. But just just lessen the mileage, and because we're not doing our big Wednesday session, which sort of you know all of a sudden that's only five or six, you know, six or seven miles, not sixteen or seventeen miles. So that sort of dro- drops it dramatically, anyway. Yeah. So that last week session, we, we um, was basically just a couple of miles of marathon pace, wasn't it? We did two miles, yeah. two miles steady, two miles of marathon pace, two miles steady, just to get the legs kicking into that. Yeah, rem- remem- that, remembering that we're trying to run fast and not let the body turn off sort of. yeah that that can go one or two ways good luck you know as it is it actually felt quite easy last time whether it feels quite as easy this wednesday is a different matter altogether but um it doesn't really matter this time i don't suppose but yeah it, sometimes you can do that uh, you know we've more or less done the same program for the last you know, four or five marathons i've done and it's sometimes it's felt great that week sometimes it's felt pretty awful that week yeah, and, that, and that, I'd agree. That doesn't really kind of tell us either way how it's right. going to go because I, I obviously come back off a 30-mile run on, on Sunday. I really struggled on that Wednesday, even though I, I hit marathon pace for those two miles. It was not a pleasant experience. It, it felt really uh, hard to that, run two miles. <laughs> so, well, that, but, went, that Wednesday also is the last day before you start your carb load really isn't it so you're at fully you know if you're doing a depletion like i know you do then you're at fully empty so yeah. it should it should feel hard shouldn't it yeah so that moves on to food and things like that so do you what, what do you do as a routine so what do you do routine up to manchester um well generally speaking i don't eat a lot of carbs anyway not necessarily because of any dietary thing just i'm not a massive fan so you know i in my normal sort of year round eating, then I don't eat a great deal of carbs, maybe half pasta once or twice a week, but, and a, you know, a, bit, a couple of bits of toast in the morning, but that's kind of as far as it goes. So my normal meals in the evening 
if I'm going to have something like a bit of, bit of meat and some vegetables, I won't have potatoes with it just because I'm not really a fan. Um, right. But the week, the week leading up to, so from the, say the week before, for four or five days, I'll go s- not strictly carb free, but carb low. So yeah, maybe a bit of toast or something, but nothing much other than that, other than yeah. sort of salad and meat and fruit and vegetables um up until so, up until thursday morning then thursday friday hit it pretty hard on the carbs so so, yeah, so, so they they the kind of rule of thumb is 10 grams per kilo of body weight isn't it so um yeah well i'm probably even at my lightest i'm still 73 yeah and and 700 grams of carbs is a lot so as long as i can get sort of 600 yeah and i tend to agree with that that's near enough yeah i tend to agree with that because i think that it really does depend on what you um what you uh eat regularly anyway because if you are low lower carb on what you eat normally you're not going to be um needing to burn as many carbs when you start increasing the carbs but if you're on a high carb diet anyway then you're gonna need the full whack probably to to top you up so if you kind of eat like carbs every meal in your normal day-to-day life and been training like that all the way through you're gonna actually need more the full lot of carbs to the carb load but when if you're like you say i'm eating probably half that half the normal amount of carbs per day yeah. By even by increasing up to five six hundred, you're going to be massively more carb loaded than you would normally. So you yeah, say, and, e- and even to get five, even to get six hundred in, it's, it's a lot of eating. And yeah, and even if you're trying to be a bit clever about it and make sure you've got food that's really really packed with it, it's still a bit like yeah, you do start feeling a bit a bit bloaty and a bit doggy by the end of the day, and it's yeah. Certainly, by by the time it comes to Saturday, it's like yeah, I'm going to drop this off drastically. Yeah, um, still, still, still grazing most of the day Saturday, but nowhere near to the extent of Friday and um, Thursday and Friday. No, okay, so I, so I'll tell you what I do, and then I kind of I guess it'll probably be like I say pretty similar, but maybe a little bit more extreme at the moment of just the way I've been doing it. So for yeah. for the for, for September last year, the World 100K, I decided to do um, more low-carb training diet because um, it just helped me with my endurance running. It, it seemed that I had more energy when I was running because I had been training a lot more on low-carb and going forward. Um, something that I wouldn't advise someone just kicking off and switching to low-carb because um, I especially for this time, I started my diet and low carb probably about four weeks before I started my training to make sure that I was kind of diet adapted before I started even trying to uh, lose, uh, so started trying to push the workouts. And and it does definitely take it out of you when you're kind of really low on carbs. So so I'm basically following like a ketogenic diet, keto diet. So I'm basically when I'm not training hard, I'm down to like 50 grams of carbs a day, which is basically trying trying to avoid carbs, but eating vegetables. Yeah. So 
I'm having omelettes for breakfast, I'm having salads and meats and things for lunch with vegetables, I'm having vegetables and meats and that for dinner. So there's no there's no like potato, there's no um there's no bread, there's no nothing like that in there. So it's very low carb. During the training cycle, it does go up to about two hundred grams of carbs per day, um, but only for really key days. So like this weekend where you're running back to about 20 miles or the big sessions on Wednesday, I'm probably having sweet potato with one meal and things like that, just to increase the carbs a little bit to, to just to help the body recover, but also fuel for those sessions. Yeah. Um, so, so obviously I'm running really low on carbs all the time. So my approach um, for Manchester, which I'm going to do exactly the same for London because it worked and, and what has seemed to have worked is now when I, for for about four long Sunday runs, including Fleet Half and Worthing Half, I've introduced um, carbs via energy gels and pre-drinks during race weekend. So my body's used to it and I know that I'm not going to suddenly have stomach fallout by inc- putting carbs in my body when they're not used to it. So I've now got, I've, I've now, my body's used to getting carbs at certain points to, to run. And I do feel pretty amazing when i'm on them because i suddenly have kind of a, a big boost um but it's not it's it's kind of just a constant feeling of energy it's not like a it's not like getting peaks off the carbs it's just like just no, feel not really, like a caffeine not like a no, caffeine no. shot where you're, where you're buzzing just, for half an hour and i just feel really fueled so so basically um so i i've gone from obviously this weekend i probably went up to 300 grams of carbs which is pretty high for me because I was doing back to back 20s, but then I've gone, so starting this morning till Wednesday, I've gone zero carbs. So I'm basically trying to reset my body. Um, and, I, and I've literally, I'm eating eggs, meat, cheese. For Are you still keeping days. a reasonable calorie amount going in there though? Yeah, so so um, so I've been, I've been eating between 2,000 and 3,000 calories a day, depending on training load. Um, and like today, I've done a general seven mile run. I'm probably going to do two and a half to three thousand calories in in meat, eggs, and and uh, cheese because they're pretty high calorie items anyway. So you don't want to you don't want to over um, cut back on the cut calories because you need to have some sort of food going in to sustain you. The the idea is that obviously it's the it's the zero carb, so you're so where I've been, what they say, fat adapted for probably ten weeks now. My body's just resetting to after having carbs last weekend, just getting in the mode where oh no, I'm going back to burning fat as my body source. So then when I load on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, I will get that benefit again for the race weekend. That's the concept yeah. that that I'm that I'm following. Uh, and and the the difference is from my carb load where last year for London I did exactly what you said went up to like ten grams per kilo which would took me to about six hundred and fifty grams on Saturday yes. I did probably half that for Manchester so I, I on the Thursday I probably increased to one hundred and fifty two hundred grams and the fr- Friday up to three hundred grams and then Saturday probably up to four hundred grams because my body doesn't need it like because it's so used to having no carbs 400 grams is massive for 
but yeah, and I guess to go sort of three or four hundred, you haven't even really got to eat anything that sort of bizarre. You know, you're not cramming in the no, no, no. no. (laughs) Basically, if I have porridge for breakfast and and uh, and like sweet potato or something or new or noodles, which I like in for lunch or something like that, and and things like that, it tends to be pretty much the same diet as I've been on, just. Yeah, you know, maybe having a couple of high high sugar snacks. I, I, I'm a fan of cookies and things like that, so I might go to the, the coffee shop and have a cookie and things like that. So it's just, yeah. I don't, but I don't worry about it. And the whole point, I think, the whole point is that you need to you need to know roughly how many grams of coffee you're putting in to make sure you're doing it. But yeah, you don't weigh yourself after wednesday because you that's not the that's not the point in carb loading it doesn't matter if you put on a little bit of weight during those last few days the whole point of it is to get the fuel in your body to run the marathon you know no, it, um, to be so, fair i don't really need to weigh myself that much on the wednesday because you know you are what you are and yeah on exactly. the scales on the, jumping on the scales on the wednesday and realizing you're two kilos heavier than you wanted to be that's never going to do you know it's not going to do you any favors it's not going to change is it no exactly <laughs> and that is exactly and i think that's the the thing that people should remember you just kind of you're in you're you're the position you're in at that point you're ready to go now you just need to make sure you're fueled and if you're not fueled it will affect your race so you might as well just get on with the carb loading and get get yourself ready going forward so so yeah so you know i say very similar approach to to it and i think that was the the main the main questions that we that i was getting asked you know what how how many days out do you carb load do you just carb load the day before so i think the key pointers that i kind of wanted to bring up were that really carb loading should be three days you know you should think about it's a three-day load rather than a one-day load yeah, to, I mean, well, because I'm doing more, probably doing twice as many carbs as you almost, which is probably what most people will be doing because there aren't many people that are running with a full keto diet no. at an a entry or intermediate sort of marathon level. Then obviously there's ways you could be a bit clever about what you do eat so that you're not just constantly, you know, no one wants to eat three bowls of pasta a day because no. it's just it's too much and it's so stodgy you'll never get any of it in. So you know, over the years, you can sort of refine a little bit what you eat so that you're minimising the actual amount of food you get in. Um, so, yeah, you know, say stuff, think, stuff like a whole meal bagel, it's got maybe 40 grams of carbs, so you can get one of them in, and it's not actually that big. And, I've, you know, there's sort of certain cereal bars that have got sort of maybe, again, sort of 30, 40 grams of carbs that don't really fill you up that much. Yeah, no, definitely. So, so you know, I, I kind of always had the... I switched to porridge for breakfast. Maybe had sliced banana with it and things like that. I, you know, a big fan of bagels. Don't I'm, I say steer clear of bread because it's a bit stodgy and bagels are seem to be a lot better uh, carb rich energy source. You know, bagel with peanut butter or um, banana yeah, sliced banana yeah, on really. it. Yeah, yeah. And if anything really, um, malt loaf, a great one because that's kind of easy to kind of get in slice up and just like flapjack yeah, I, I, I even attempted rye bread this time but i got one mouthful of it in and had to spit the rest out because it was disgusting yeah. but you know it was worth a yeah. go because it had a lot of carbs in but yeah, can be yeah. a bit dry yeah yeah uh, and i think the main thing is like for meals is you know don't overeat portion sizes should be the same as you eat all year round they shouldn't you shouldn't yeah. be making things double as big to get the the portions in what you can do is go to the supermarket and look at the 
one pack of pasta against another pack of pasta and work out yeah. which one's got more grams per I've, 100 grams. I've kind of gone off pasta altogether with it. I've gone wholemeal rice because it just it just doesn't seem quite as heavy on you. You get as much, if not more, um, carbs per gram without actually having to eat quite as much. And if you put it with something like a bit of sweet and sour sauce, which has got ridiculous amounts of carbs in because it's mostly sugar, <laughs> yep. then you can have quite a big meal, which is you know still relatively decent on the calorie count if you have a bit of maybe a bit of chicken or something with it yeah no so, definitely and, I, and I, i'm the same because i like the uh, soba noodles noodle noodles and things like that and they're, they're all a lot more carbs in them than they than like spaghetti and things like that so you just gotta just gotta go and have a look in the supermarket where you read the label whichever's got the most grams per 100 grams of uh of uh carbs which you like <laughs> Um, yeah. is the one to go for. You know, you don't want to be eating stuff you don't like, so you might as well just go and have a, have a look around. But there's loads of stuff. Uh, up, uh, up until a couple of years ago, I used to do like a couple of bottles of um, sort of LucasAid Sport a day during the carb load because it had loads in. But I think that used to upset my stomach a bit, so I'm quite glad I've... I think, the, Luke, I think the LucasAid Sport is just too sugary. I think you're, you're yeah. right. There's plenty, of, there's plenty of good energy drinks. I know that... like. In the shop, we've got Morton, Morton, we've got Tailwind, we've got Mountain Fuel, and all the very yeah. clean ones. If you get those in, the electrolytes. Also, the other thing that you can do, tape a week, which is good, is drink like a high five, zero, or noon electrolyte tablet yeah. every evening because that gets your electrolytes up. So, they're, you know, they're things that kind of go forward. So, you know, I think the main thing, like I say, is not, not increasing the portion sizes, keeping, keeping like the calories... The calories will increase because of the cards, but keeping the the portion sizes the same and grazing. Um, Saturday, I always kind of say to people, you know, you're better off eating bigger at lunchtime, grazing in the yeah. evening. Um, there's nothing more that uh, than I hate than um, kind of being overly social on a Saturday night in London because trying to get into a restaurant and then sitting there waiting for staff to to yeah, certainly the late. The latest I want to eat is about five. Yeah. Because you know, much after that, you know, I mean, if, if you're eating at seven o'clock, by the time you get out of there, you're looking at up past eight, nine o'clock, which, yeah. yeah, it's not that late to be up, but it's it's late to be eating <laughs> that much, certainly if you're eating a pizza or eating a big bowl of pasta or something. Well, I know I dragged you boys halfway around London and made you walk everywhere last year to get to the noodle bar that I like at lunchtime. So maybe we'll that was, get a tube. Yeah, maybe we'll get a tube this time. <laughs> <laughs> or actually remember where it is. Cool. So I think we've talked quite a bit about taper, taper nutrition plan. Um, so uh, I guess we before um, before we kind of go full on into race day and things like that, which I'd like to say for another for another podcast. So we we'll do that on the next episode, and we'll probably go a bit quick firing where I said fortnightly we'll try and get another one out. So we've got episode zero and one before London, so people have got that um sometime in in the, in the week to yeah. kind of talk about um race day fueling because it is a separate subject and I'd like to give it a little bit more time than than rambling on for another half an hour now i know from experience of from manchester trying to get a trying to get a morton 320 drink down your neck in when you're laying in bed on a friday night just to try and get that last bit of carbs in is a bit of a hard work <laughs> it's, yeah it's, uh, yeah that's def- oh, definitely yeah. best 
definitely best dragged out over an hour, over the course of an hour walking around town during the afternoon rather than laying in bed trying to drink it. Yeah, I, I, I would always go for the uh, mountain fuel, night fuel, hot chocolate. Yeah, I did uh, that on night. Yeah, to get, to get the last few bits in. So, Right, something I, I, I did want to touch on, um, just because I've been uh, Easter shopping yesterday and uh, grabbed myself a couple of pairs of uh, Zoom fly knits with uh, the uh, code that was chucked out on the Easter thing. Uh, so, um, kit-wise, um, I know yeah. we both wore the new 4% shoes um, in Manchester. I guess you're, you're going to rock up in the, your fours again. Um, I'm debating it. Um, okay. If, if it's really hot and I decide I'm not, I'm going to run around in, I don't know, you know, training pace sort of thing, you know, sort of 720s yeah. or 730s or whatever, then I'm not going to wear them just because I don't think it's really worth putting another 25 miles or 26 miles on a pair of 200 quid shoes when I could just as easily run around there in a pair of Zoom fly knits and run at exactly the same time. Um, if I do think I'm going to give it a little bit of a poke uh, or, or at least somewhere, yeah, somewhere, Andy, then I might wear them just because they're quite nice, aren't they? And Yeah. But, yeah, I think they're sort of looking at, you know, I don't know, I guess there weren't that many people wearing them in Manchester. Maybe you could certainly tell when people were because you could hear them coming, but I, I know all of those guys were wearing them because, you know, we all got sucked in by the... Uh, advertising but they kind of do work don't they uh i tell, I tell you what my legs i don't think i could have carried on running the big weeks afterwards if i wasn't wearing them i think for fatigue and things like that and also because i've switched totally to the because i've been wearing the zooms flying it's only for training so i've got one pair that done over 600 miles nearly 700 miles one pair that done 300 miles now so i've just bought another two pairs of yeah they are lasting quite well aren't they yeah i know, compared... people, are, I know people are ripping up oh yeah i saw um doc's pair of four percent after 25 miles and he's ripped the back out of them nearly but certainly my flyness i've got 120 miles on them and they're, they're they've got a few scratches on but nothing that drastic yeah my four percent have done manchester and fleet and they they got hardly a scuff on the bottom so i think it depends um, i think it depends on each individual and i think everyone's gonna always have that but for me you know they, they definitely seem to be um well two two races two pvs even if it's not down to them my legs have felt better afterwards, and I'm and I, I am quite liking wearing just the normal Zoom flies during training. So I've I've bought another two pairs for my comrades build up, and I will use those now um, for all my sessions until I get until I get there. So I even wore yeah. I, I even I, wore my I've only old... worn them really for my long runs. I've I've kind of avoided because I like quite like wearing some sort of yeah you know, four or five mil drop sort of stuff for my general knocking about. So yeah. I've worn the fly nets for my long runs just to get used to the feel of them because the 4%s feel a little, even if not completely the same, the uppers feel the same. Um, and I, yeah, I like them for that. You, yeah, your legs don't get tired as much. I don't think the 4% make you run any faster. Um, I just think they kind of save your legs a little bit. Yeah, I think yeah, there's obviously a little bit of placebo in there, but I think that definitely the, the, the fact is it's the, it's the lack of... Um, fatigue that hits your legs that, that's yeah the, the, i mean the you're not suddenly going to run a six you're not suddenly going to run six minute mile instead of six thirties but no, yeah just, <laughs> just if you are running six thirties like i was in manchester then you're kind of yeah that last four or five miles your leg it's not your legs that are beating you up 
No, no, I totally agree with that. So, right. So, um, let's just wrap this one up. I think we've had a, it's been a good old uh, first chin wag, and it's been quite good. So, um, <clears throat> just for uh, anyone that wants to kind of follow what we're doing uh, personally and things like that, um, we're both on Strava. I'm on Strava. I'm on yeah, Instagram. I'm, I'm, yeah. uh, Instagram of mine is Run, and I've got a personal blog, which is Run, where I'm currently blogging all my weekly training build-up to Conrad. So if anyone's actually interested in my diet and my shoes and my training runs, they can have a look at that. Obviously, it's very um, kind of more of a training log and just a few random words from different races and things like that but um some people might find it interesting especially if they want to know what kind of diet and mileage i'm following um i guess steve the best place to connect with you oh, is um instagram and the running nose blog um, isn't it? yeah i'm just looking i can't even remember what they are um the 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 running nose site dot wordpress is the is the blog which is not really a blog it's just race reports really i'm not writing anything about myself in there because i'm not no, no, it's a, it's a, but it's, it's just it's, it's just a, a report on yeah if, if you're not from dorset it probably doesn't mean much um but if you are then you probably know after the characters in there and it's yeah just keeping people abreast with what's going on with race wise um either that or instagram i think I'm, i don't even know what i am running underscore nose up i think um i'm on yeah twitter but rusty trowel but i don't do a great deal on there um, no. Yeah. Well, I'll put it in. Uh, I'll put it in the. I'll put it in the podcast notes at the bottom of our, our Instagram things and our, and the blog. So if people want to have a have a look, they can. Um, so again, we're planning to bring a second episode in quick fire time before London. So and that will have the main show topic as race day fueling. So we're going to look at breakfast preloading and race fueling for marathon. Uh, before both heading off to London on Saturday, where we're rooming together again this year. So, Steve, oh, deep joy, with each other. Um, smelly feet and um, beetroot week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, we'll be on it. So, uh, so right. So, hope you uh, enjoyed the first episode of Endurance Running Podcast. It's been awesome to have you with us, and hopefully, we'll start to get your feedback. Um, any questions, uh, chuck them to us directly on Facebook and things like that. We'll work out a better way of doing it but um and hopefully we can get the hang of this podcast in hopefully it won't yeah, take hopefully you'll be able to, to press stop without deleting it all that would yeah, be a bonus that, yeah we might if we if anyone gets to hear this that's one thing i've managed to do so um, i've managed to get through the whole thing without swearing either yeah well we can improve on that next time so yeah uh, that, can, that can change good stuff right cheers Stephen, and uh, yeah, until next time see. cheers you're